Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Welcome to the breakfast show with me, Ryan Huang. Have you tried driving an electric vehicle before? Well, two of the notable differences I've heard it's very quiet, and the pickup speed is superbly fast and smooth. It's also much cleaner in terms of maintenance. So apart from the hardware like bricks and tires, it's mostly software based, and you change a battery instead of engine oil. So, not only does it drive fast, it also can have a shorter waiting time at a car workshop. So pretty good stuff. Well, in the past decade, the global EV market has experienced a remarkable surge. And this trend is set to gain even greater momentum in the years ahead. So while the growth of EVs worldwide has been impressive so far, the industry predictions suggest that we are merely at the tip of the iceberg with immense untapped potential yet to be explored. With that in mind, the first ever ASEAN Battery and Electric Vehicle Technology Conference was officially launched in Bali in May with the aim to forge vibrant ecosystems and strengthen partnerships in the sectors of batteries and EVs. It was co-organized by the Singapore Battery Consortium, a group of more than 50 companies and over 60 institutes of higher learning researchers and professors who are looking at building the local battery ecosystem. To tell us more, we are joined by Dr. Cham Sing Yang, Technical Director for the Singapore Battery Consortium. He is also the lead at the Urban and Green Technology Horizontal Technology Program Office at A-Star. Dr. Cham, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. Good morning. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's talk about that conference. And it was all about batteries and EVs. And an MOU was signed alongside five other ASEAN industry leaders to explore R&D collaborations, of course, in the area of batteries. Walk us through the significance here. How is this going to benefit our local ecosystem and, of course, what's going to be happening in the region? Right. So I think firstly, the conference was really great. It's, it was uh, really quite successful, in my opinion. And the MOU that we signed with the different entities tries to look at collaborations within these different associations within the region. So ASEAN itself represents about 4 to 5% of the automotive market. And I think within the different countries within ASEAN, I think we have our strength and we play along the various value chain in batteries, starting from minerals, all the way to processing, components, manufacturing, even recycling. And I think within the different associations, it's our belief that the strong ecosystem within the region can collectively benefit all of us. And I think this MOU is the first step towards more conversations, building the relationship, and more importantly, building trust. And I think this paves the way towards what we think is a platform to exchange information, knowledge, networking, and hopefully business partnerships and R&D collaborations. Yeah, Dr. Chan, maybe help us to paint the landscape a bit for us um, when it comes to EVs and batteries. When we look at this space, Indonesia typically comes to mind because we've got a nickel resource here. How does Singapore play a part in this space? Yeah, so I think if you look at minerals, there's quite a few countries within ASEAN with, with that. So Indonesia uh, has been in the news a lot. I think Vietnam as well, even Philippines. And in, in some sense, Malaysia. I think not for Singapore in the minerals and processing space. But for us, I think we look at potentially EV components. And we have recently, with Hyundai, looked at, uh, started the EV manufacturing. Uh, we have battery recycling. Mm. And, and among all of this, I think if you look at innovations, I think this is where I think Singapore might have some strength yeah. within the region. So this is what's one of the space we want to play in along this uh, value chain. All right. So innovation in technology could be where Singapore could be placed when it comes to driving the EV agenda. Uh, one other area when it comes to R&D in battery technology, safety standards and the circular economy uh, is something that the MOU tried to 
push for. Give us an idea, what are some of the objectives and other areas of R&D that you're looking at? Yes, Ryan. So for the MOU, we specifically mentioned about the battery tech, safety standards and the circular economy. I think for battery technology itself, there are plenty of scope to make battery better. And by better, I mean, for example, higher energy density. I think you want longer cyclic life in your battery. Uh, you want safer operation and you want your battery to be also be environmentally friendly. Mm. So in terms of developing the battery tech, there's plenty of scope. I think within each country and then across this country, and we, we expect them to develop quite organically as we form the relationships. So then specifically for safety standards and circular economy, safety is an area within for the different associations, I think we want to learn off each other, especially for battery fire safety. I think sharing the learnings allows us to hopefully collectively understand at greater speed what we are dealing with. So that's the safety aspects. And maybe I'll just mention two more things, standards and then circular economy. Uh, for the standards, I think uh, we understand through the conference, there are great similarities in the standards that we are already looking at. So the awareness is important. Then there's going to be promotion, adoption of the standards. And this actually facilitates market access within the region, both for companies for each country, but also then if you look at companies outside of the region. And the last thing in circular economy is, is mm-hmm. something relatively new. You might be aware that the European Union Parliament approved the legislation for more sustainable batteries last week. And this includes, for example, using uh, recycled materials in, in, in batteries that will be in the European market. So we as ASEAN needs to understand what this means and see how we can play a role in this space. Yeah, so I understand the conference, there was a lot of discussions around important issues like decarbonization in ASEAN when it comes to batteries. You know, when you charge your batteries, what's actually going into the batteries? Is it still fossil fuels powering? And the other part is, you know, how can you become greener or more efficient? How, where are we when it comes to battery swapping technologies, especially as we try to encourage the adoption and make it more seamless when it comes to charging up your cars? I see battery swapping for scooters in Taiwan. Where are we when it comes to uh, this landscape right now? Right. So maybe to answer uh, your second question first, which is on battery swapping. I think during the conference, it was quite a lively discussion. And I think there were supporters and uh, on both sides of the camp where they are talking about whether swapping is, is going to play a dominant role for two-wheelers or, or motorbikes, for example. Uh, I think through that discussion, at, at least for me, my takeaway is quite apparent that there is a role for both, at least for now, based on the technology that we have. For those that requires quick turnaround, high mileage, and we are typically looking at businesses, looking at businesses, uh, looking at fleets, uh, I think there is a preference towards swapping. And then for perhaps regular users who doesn't need such a high mileage, who can probably afford long overnight charging. So for them, swapping might not be the cheaper option. So uh, charging might be the way to go. So, so that's for the battery swapping. But I want to pick up on the first, first point that you mentioned, which I think is, is very important on decarbonization of the grid. I think during the conference, while it is a battery conference, and, and hence I think one of the key takeaways is, is that electrification is one of the clear ways to reduce greenhouse emissions. We acknowledge that the grid needs to be clean. So in doing that, we know that electrification doesn't happen overnight. Hmm. I think one cannot wait for the other to happen first, and these two have to move in parallel. You have to drive the adoption of electric vehicles. You have to make your grid clean, and moving in parallel then allows you to reach certain reductions in your GHG emissions, hopefully within the timeline that we want. All right, we're in conversation with Dr. Cham Sing Yang. He is the technical director for the Singapore Battery Consortium. So let's talk about the consortium right now, Dr. Cham. How does the Singapore Battery Consortium plan to bring you know, what's happening in the labs, the research outcomes into the market? 
Right. So the consortium, uh, since we've been set up in 2019, sees this as one of our key roles. The way we do that is, is, is a few, is a few fold. So firstly, I think we provide a platform for people to come together. And by that, we mean businesses, but also the universities, the researchers. I think through that process, there's this natural interaction where potentially things can happen. And what we mean by that is twofold. The first one, of course, is in develop, uh, IPs and tech. I think we can provide the right pathway when we see potential product development gaps where we can catalyze such development. So, so that is almost like looking backward. And then looking forward, what we want to do is through the collection of the different problem statements for the industries, I think we want to formulate the right R&D programs so that hopefully we make the right bets in these areas. Then naturally, when the R&D sort of completes, there's a more natural pathway towards translation and adoption. So that's how we sort of strategize when we look at this space. Okay, so what have been some of the successful collaborations and technologies you've managed to see commercialized so far? And what's going to you know, be the exciting stuff that you're looking forward to? Right, so some of the things we have done uh, since the inception, we've been looking at things like battery materials. I think with some of the members that we have, we help them look at the proof of concept for the performance of the materials and through that, they move to the next phase of their funding. For example, uh, we found the company, we, we looked at reducing assessment time for batteries. So there's a pre-step before we put the, those batteries into the products. So, so that helped the company. With some others, we do look at new products, especially uh, pivoting into space, like for example, marine batteries. So what is coming up, we are looking at more exciting R&D programs. So mm-hmm. I'll be happy to talk about that. But also, I will encourage listeners to check out our website at uh, batteryconsortium.sg. So there are plenty of exciting things happening there. Okay, when we look at batteries, uh, how is the adoption for EVs going for you so far in Singapore at least? Now, where are we? What more needs to be done? I think if you look at uh, Singapore itself, in my opinion, we are doing pretty well. I think the sales for EV is, is in double digits percentage-wise. Uh, I think more than 10%. But of course, as you mentioned earlier, we are still at the earlier stage for adoption. If you look at our charging infrastructure, I think that is going quite well, especially with what LTA is doing. The cost of EV is still relatively high, but the projection is that this uh, likely will come down. But not only that, I think we need to provide the right charging experience for the users. And this actually requires uh, users to, there's a role that users can play in, in their adequacy how we treat each other, for example, during the charging. Right, like don't leave your car there when you're not charging and exactly. don't hog it up. Yes. All right, so a lot of learning for everyone. Uh, we're hearing Dr. Cham Sing Yang. He is the technical director for the Singapore Battery Consortium. Thanks for your time today, Dr. Cham. Thank you for having me, Ryan. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.